ஹலோ எவ்ரி வான் அண்ட் வெல்கம் பேக் டு கம் பேக் மினிமலிஸ்ட் பாட்காஸ்ட் சீசன் டூ விண்டர்ஸ் ஆர் ஹேர் அண்ட் ஐ லவ் எவ்ரி திங் அபவுட் திஸ் சீசன் எக்ஸெப்ட் டிமாண்டிங் ஸ்கின் அண்ட் ஹேர் கேர் டியூ ரிமெம்பர் எபிசோட் எயிட் வேர் ஐ டாக்ட் அபவுட் ஹவு யூ கேன் சிம்பிளிஃபை அவர் பாடி கேர் வைல் இட்ஸ் இம்பார்ட்டன் டு ஃபாலோ அ சிம்பிள் அண்ட் கன்சிஸ்டன்ட் பாடி கேர் ருட்டீன் சாய்ஸ் ஆஃப் ப்ராடக்ட்ஸ் இஸ் ஆல்சோ க்ரூஷியல் இன் த வேர்ல்ட் ஃபுல் ஆஃப் கெமிக்கல்ஸ் buying the product by carefully knowing ingredients is a need of the hour to know more about what goes into making these products we have kirti with us today who follows plastic free and zero waste lifestyle not only this she is a young entrepreneur whose brand kiras provides eco-friendly and vegan body care products so let's welcome her வெல்கம் when i was just uh, 19 years old i had just turned 19 and uh, it was after i had read a lot about how these toxic chemicals and how the plastic derivatives is affecting our human body and also affecting the environment on the other hand so uh, realizing such fundamentals of how these very little things that we are surrounded with is affecting us in such a great manner in the life in our life was one of those uh, facts was one of those things that really pushed me into starting off my own brand so initially uh, the products were made only for me because i couldn't find anything which was vegan and organic and also plastic free packaged so i mm. wanted to get into something which was not having any plastic packaging in it and it was also organic and vegan so to get something affordable uh, fulfilling those categories was really difficult in the market so mm. i started off making my own products eventually uh, i pushed uh, the production uh, and i actually gave out the samples to my friends and family members and they liked it and so i was like okay let's just make it a little uh, huge than what it is right now and okay. slowly by everybody's contribution and everybody's support it grew uh, <laughs> to what it is right now wow nice to know that <laughs> thank you so much kirti uh, i feel uh, body and hair care products contribute majorly to our plastic waste moreover uh, the yeah. chemicals in these products do more harm than good to our body as well as environment uh, this is why there arises a need for products that are manufactured as well as packaged sustainably as you are doing True. so uh, we would love to know how your brand kira has achieved that 
Okay, so uh, all the products that we produce here are homemade. So we don't have any factory setup as of now or any manufacturing unit apart from what we do at, in our own kitchen. Mm-hmm. So wherever we are cooking our own food that we eat, that's the same place we are making all these products. So I can assure you with hundred percent assurity that all the products are safe to use on the body and they do not contain any sort of uh, toxic or uh, hazardous chemicals which usually 99.99% of all the products that we all conventionally use for our body uh, has so uh, first majorly all the ingredients that we are sourcing is from the local markets uh, from rajasthan and some of them 20% of them are from out of rajasthan say for example from kanyakumari or from bangalore or mysore because we always promise our customers that we will give you 100% pure product so in order to get 100% pure coconut oil we need to get it from a place which has organic coconuts growing and the best right. place for it is in south india we don't have coconuts in rajasthan growing so <laughs> so we right. source the purest of ingredients which are not available in our state from outside and it's always in a sustainable manner so even right from the sourcing we put our uh, category of sustainability and veganism along with cruelty free uh, stuff in it so even if the product is coming to us it's normally not packed in plastic we always ask for aluminum tin or glass jars if it's coming to us from somewhere mm-hmm. else nice or we always yeah so because 80% of what we are sourcing is local so whenever we go out to source that particular ingredient from our local markets we take our own containers or our own bulk containers to get the product instead of getting it packed in any plastic packaging so right from its uh, source right from its uh, packaging where we are sourcing it we do not involve any sort of plastic so that's what that is one of the major things that sets our product apart from uh, the rest of the products that are available in the market right. after the sourcing is done and the production is done at home uh we pack those products using either the recycled papers or the old papers that we have since i'm a student and a medical student i tend to have a lot of paper waste so <laughs> i send that paper for recycling and whatever we get from it uh, i either use that or we have other sheets available in the market that we can use for packaging so there's no plastic involved uh, even in the packaging even when we are giving off uh, glass jars over distances uh, we don't use any bubble wrap or plastic tapes we always focus on to using papers or a uh, cloth if it's possible or jute bags or anything that would cut off our plastic And so that's, that's so nice the that's the way yeah we do it <laughs> yeah because that that the thing uh, that sets you apart 
because i've seen a yeah, uh, lot right. organic brands uh, but they use plastic packaging and yeah. that doesn't justify their goal <laughs> absolutely and this moreover people think that only the tangible plastic bits the small pieces are harmful for the environment but the truth is even the microplastics that accumulate in the product itself so for example you are using toothpaste and in that that toothpaste is uh, available to you in plastic packaging so over the time there is uh, microplastics if you've heard about it microplastics yes, are developed so, yeah. yeah that actually get into the toothpaste itself so you are putting uh, literally you are putting pieces bits of my uh, plastic in your mouth early in the morning the first mm-hmm. thing in the morning you're doing is putting yeah. plastic in your mouth <laughs> yeah that's so, strange but true <laughs> yeah and people people don't actually uh, realize this but it's a huge problem because this plastic uh, we can't see it but it accumulates in our body which is known as bioaccumulation and creates a lot of problems one of the reasons for cancer and uh, one of the reasons for the hormonal imbalances that we are seeing uh, in such a great number these days yeah and then we say why these diseases are on a high exactly exactly yeah uh, also kirti uh, we got to know that you are living a vegan life from last 2 years so uh, yeah. it would be great if you can share your experience on the same um so my uh, majorly i started to i thought about going vegan uh, in the beginning of 2018 uh, right after my boards board exams uh, but then at that time i also had my neat ug exam uh, so i couldn't really push it pull it off uh, in that manner the way the way i wanted to mm-hmm. but yes i started off by cutting down my dairy consumption per week so for example if i used to take uh, five glasses of milk in a week i reduced it to taking only one glass of milk in a in a week so uh, gradually i reduced it initially and full fledgedly i turned vegan in 2019 march just when uh, like i mentioned kiras was also uh, initiated into the market so mm-hmm. uh, my journey has been uh, really fulfilling to be honest i also had a really struggling phase because there were many things that i found out i was allergic to after turning to a vegan lifestyle so for example i i yeah i can't um, really uh, the cereals don't suit me so well so i i figured out the things that i was allergic to which is also good for me because i was uh, consistently having those things and was facing some kind of health issues because of it and i couldn't figure out the main reason so by switching to a vegan life i actually realized some of the health issues that i was facing and got a chance to rectify it along with that i could also uh, 
reduce my acne and all the skin related issues that mm-hmm. i had earlier and also i gained a lot of uh, you know energy so my stamina actually improved after turning vegan so this is i'm uh, telling you from the health point of view my perspective okay also mm-hmm. uh, yeah so my memory my concentration my uh, ability to work for several hours without actually feeling really really tired like i used to earlier that was all allayed so Along what do you think it, uh, uh, what's the reason behind that i mean uh is yeah so does yeah, dairy so if you, dairy makes us lazy or what i mean dairy products yeah i mean uh, there are actually scientific evidences which confirm that uh, the milk products and the milk deri- derivatives that we use they have a lot of uh, lipid lipids in them or free fatty acids as we call them mm-hmm. and uh, when they enter into our circulation and uh, because it's also at some point humans actually become lactose intolerant and along with that it also uh, the constituents of the milk itself has a lot of fats as i mentioned so digesting all those things takes a lot of energy of the body so instead of giving you energy it is taking more energy from your body to digest itself so that's one of the reasons why you feel why uh, people tend to feel slightly lazy after having any sort of dairy products say for example paneer cheese or uh, any anything mm-hmm. curd maybe although it has its own benefits of taking such things but i would like to believe it this way that we also have um, a huge problem of animal cruelty involved in the dairy industry and uh, because of that particular reason it becomes entirely unethical to take something uh, to take milk or to take dairy products because you are actually harming an animal if you are choosing to take their uh, product uh, that has been retrieved by harming them so you are actually supporting the cruelty in that manner but it's not the case everywhere but majority of the farms have such cruelty practices um, in action and so i choose to stand against it by not by switching to a vegan lifestyle and not taking any dairy uh, dairy products in my yeah. life yeah yeah that's and along with yeah. it yeah along with that uh dairy industry also contributes majorly to the climate change so if you look at the statistics uh, you'll see that 70% of the climate change that is occurring is because of the human actions of the whatever we people have done to the earth and whatever right. we are doing and in that 70% the major the majority which is around say 45 to 50 55% is because of the dairy industry yeah like so these yeah these the livestock yeah and along with it not just is it not is it just harming uh, the climate and not is it 
not is it not just bringing change in the climate but it's also kind of uh, using up resources unnecessarily for example water uh, for agriculture of the crops just for the livestock then using fodder using um a lot of space to grow those crops wherein you could have grown the crops uh, which could have been used for the humans for people who are actually dying because of hunger poverty so there is actually a lot of things associated to the dairy industry not just uh, from the health point of view and animal cruelty point of view but also from the environmental aspects mm-hmm. yeah. so people actually ask me that uh, what how is it going to help uh, the environment if you are not taking milk the answer is really simple that we as consumers have a lot of power to change the world this is right, one of the right. quotes that emma watson has said in un and i would just like to quote her because it's so powerful it's so strong that whatever we are demanding whatever we are investing uh, into the hard earned money that we are putting into is actually bringing more destruction than doing good to the environment and to our bodies so let us just shift to a more conscious lifestyle and make better choices not just for us but also for the animals who are in a coexistential relationship with us and we are no, not greater than them and we are not any less than them we are all equal and we need to start believing this so right. yeah this Thank is my so much, inspiration yeah, for connecting minimalism <laughs> and our diet yeah uh kitty yeah. one thing i want to ask you here uh as you are a medical student and you don't have any professional background related to manufacturing or finance so how do you manage and yeah. do you think and do you think any person can start such venture without any educational or professional background yeah absolutely i mean uh see for me i have always been a science person i mean even when <laughs> i was in 10th standard i would only put my focus into the uh, science uh, stuff and i would always actually think about how things work how biology what is biology how it functions and everything how the world functions from the science point of view but for me arts was equally important and commerce was equally important because as a child only i had this habit of saving i had this habit of investing my money and getting good returns i mean i would always give it to my father and i would always take some money back from him as an interest so mm-hmm. we had this kind of ritual yeah we had it from a very young age at yeah, home so you, you so, were having a bank at home yeah right <laughs> so i actually learned uh, most of the financial technicalities and terms from my father who is also not from commerce background to be honest he is an engineer but he has Uh, so much knowledge from people he has met in his life and from the books he has read and through his experience that i could learn from him about all the technicalities and about all the ways that one a brand should be working uh, 
you know in a, in what, all the ways that a brand should be working through him mm-hmm. so yeah my major financial education was through him and coming to the production part and learning about how to make the products and all so i was in bangalore after my boards got over in 2018 and i got a chance to enroll myself in christ university so uh, during that period of 2 months because i was unsure if i would get a good medical college so i just okay. thought maybe should just uh, take a chance and just get into a college if you're getting one Mm-hmm. so over there i got a chance to connect with some really amazing people who were certified formulators and who had their own apothecaries and botanicals botanical farms kind of stuff so i could learn a lot uh, from them about nature about natural ingredients and how to use it on our body how to use it for our own needs uh, what are the side effects of it what are the therapeutic effects of it and how do we actually process a product for usage so i i learned it through them and again it was just by meeting people just by listening to their stories listening to their work understanding their work that i could really learn all such things and get myself enrolled into a certified formulating course so although i did not really uh, take a course for such things but i could learn a lot uh, through them so yeah uh, my journey began essentially after i had learned from them but i couldn't really make the products myself because i got into med- medical college right after i came back from bangalore so yeah uh, in 2019 i started off then uh, thinking that maybe it's the right time to actually do something for yourself because it's also important so <laughs> so basically so you all had of this... that zeal in yourself and uh, the connection yeah, with people you know that, that yeah so Hmm I think the most important uh, thing the two most important things that any person who really want to start off something should be uh, number one should be the interest and the passion that comes along with it and number two is to have good communication skills and connections so if you have the passion if you have the enthusiasm to do something i think nothing can stop you from achieving what you really want and if you have good connections with people and good communication skills you can learn so much without actually spending your time into books and into looking on to the websites or learning from the internet yeah. because people carry stories people carry uh, knowledge yeah, and knowledge yeah. is power So, yeah. <laughs> so you basically uh, had hands-on <laughs> reading <laughs> rather than reading it through books. Yeah, right. Training this... and you know professional training. So you, yeah. you got it from people. Uh, practical. True, learning. true. So yeah, uh, uh, I think you now you know about circular economy. So. as a manufacturer uh, do you see yourself as a part of it uh, circular economy 
absolutely because uh, whatever like i mentioned it that whatever we are taking whatever we are sourcing right from the source uh, right from the sourcing part we are not generating any sort of waste even if we have some kind of carbon footprint attached to a particular ingredient that we are sourcing we have many uh, you know ngos working we have our own plantation services attached to every product so for every product that you are purchasing with us 20% of it goes to plantation and into animal welfare services but majority of it goes into plantation from that 20% so even if by chance we are generating any sort of carbon footprint uh from our sourcing we tend to neutralize it by putting out a plant in the environment and actually taking care of it till we can put it out on its own so it's like uh so far we have planted around 107 trees wow. but we are looking after all of them uh, just like they are our own babies we don't really put it off uh, only because for the sake of plantation we really have to look after them and whatever organic waste that is generated because of the manufacturing or because of making those products we compost them since they are all organic and they are all safe to put back into soil so if there is like say any residue from the petals that we have uh, you know kind of sieved or any residue from the a uh, grated coconut that we cannot use further for any of the production we put it into our compost bins so we have around 5 matkas at home and uh, not just for the for kiras but also personally in my home we have this uh, ritual we have this practice of composting for some years now and we always put our food waste or our organic peel waste into those compost bins and whatever compost is generated that is put back into soil so we are trying to build a proper uh, strong circular economies circular structure because we don't really wish to produce any sort of waste even when we are doing production or manufacturing now um and for the packaging part um so far we have given out around more than uh, 800 orders in the last 2 years and for all of those orders we have only used the old cardboard boxes so there was this uh, clean up drive that we had initiated in our colony in our city in nearby areas and we collected all the old cardboard boxes from people so we till date we are still using those cardboard boxes only we did not even invest into getting new boxes wow. for our brand yeah because we don't really want uh, to you know add more to the economy which uh, because it's already present it's already in a good quality and in a good position to be used again so why do we bring a new item right, into the right. market if we can already use what we have 
Yes, but that was <laughs> an easy path, right? So you followed uh, yeah. the tough path. <laughs> yeah. Which, which yeah. People normally uh, don't tend to follow because that's uh, that's not easy yeah. to roam around and collect uh, the boxes. But what's easy is True. buy those boxes True. and just send it over. Yeah. Okay, Kiti, as you are a manufacturer now, so how do you see yourself as a part of sub- circular economy? uh so our brand is working uh with the fine guidelines as it is given off uh, the way a circular economy works in a way that we do not produce any sort of waste right from the sourcing of our ingredients so whatever ingredients we are collecting uh from our local markets we source them in our own containers or in our own bulk containers that we have we do not actually take any sort of container or packaging item from the person that we are sourcing from apart from that anything that comes out from uh, from outside of rajasthan we usually ask the uh, production or the producer or the manufacturer of the or the wholesale supplier to give us those products in non plastic packaging for example uh, in aluminum tins or in glass containers or maybe in plastic containers only but not those which could only be used once something that we can also use again and again so we tend to uh, have such kind of changes in our uh, way of working along with that even if there is any slight carbon footprint that is getting generated because of the transit or the transportation we kind of neutralize it by doing plantation services so we have uh, 20% of every contribution that we are receiving through every purchase that people are making at our platform that 20% is religiously put into plantation services and so far we have planted around 107 trees uh, and it's something that we look after also as our own so that you know we are not just doing plantation for the sake of the name but also for the optimum benefits for the betterment in the real manner so uh, yeah that is one of the ways how we are neutralizing if there is any carbon footprint attached along with that uh, any waste that might be generated which is actually really rare because we don't really take products or take uh, supplies which can generate the waste uh, in the literal manner mm-hmm. but if in case any sort of organic waste is getting produced say for example the dried leaves that we cannot use again or the grated coconut that we cannot use again right. we put that into our compost bins at home and we have around 5 matkas that uh, we personally have also been using for composting uh, uh, and you know for the personal reasons and that compost uh, after it's ready is again put back into soil because nothing uh, that we are using uh, in our produce production or in our product is that hazardous or that harmful for the environment in fact it is more nutritious to the soil so if we are using epsom salt or if we are using 
coconut oil or if you are using peanuts or sunflower oil it's actually all getting back into the soil even if we tend to create some sort of waste from it at the end of our cycle so okay. yeah in this manner we are really not putting out any sort of waste and coming to the packaging uh so far from the last uh, two years since the inception of kiras from day one from our first from our very first order we have only used the old cardboard boxes we did not really invest our money into making new boxes because we already have so many of them into circulation so we had a clean up drive in our colony in the neighboring uh, areas of our office and of our home and we could collect uh, more than 200 to 250 boxes uh, cardboard boxes which were in really really good shape and we could use them and we still date we are only using those cardboard boxes uh, for our parcels we are not really putting our money and putting okay. our energy and resources into getting new boxes or anything new so we are just reusing the old items uh, and not creating any sort of waste that's so nice kind to of know. reusing yeah yeah it's very important <laughs> because yes uh, that's the toughest part Uh, that that's a tough path but yes you followed it uh, <laughs> for the sake of you know protecting the environment yeah and it's not just protecting the environment it, it's also protecting our hard earned money and the money that we are using to build kiras so we are not actually investing into the packaging because of this particular reasons that we already have a source for all such things so yeah i i would also like to add that uh, even the uh, the torn cardboard boxes that we received we gave them to kabadi wala and in exchange of those we got the better uh, condition boxes from them for free so we also did an exchange kind of thing with these kabadi wale people <laughs> and we could really nice. get better options so yeah uh, so one man's trash is another man's treasure you can say that <laughs> that's nice that's nice yeah thank you mm. love to know that how uh, you are expanding or how you are planning to expand kiras in future um that's a really good question <laughs> because that's the most important part of our initiative so for 2021 uh we will be so so far actually i've been working single handedly on making products and you know taking photography of it and uh, putting it up for sale and having the marketing as well and the entire process was actually being done by me and occasionally my mother used to help me so far but uh in 2021 um i have planned to employ around 6 to 10 women from the marginalized community in jaipur mm. and we will be providing them with an employment for the for the brand itself and also for the initiative that is for the plantation work so we would have uh, women from different areas of jaipur who do not have 
a dignified life at the min at the moment, and we would try to help them build a better life by working with us. So that's our one of the main ideas. Along with that, we are also uh, trying to open a store in Jaipur. It would be the first uh, zero waste store in Rajasthan entirely, and uh, it would actually provide people. Uh, the way that they can actually source products without any packaging involved at all so they would need to bring their own containers their own uh, packaging uh, to take back the stuff and it would also include products from different other ventures apart from kiras so that's one of our major goals for 2021 and wow. obviously we would have a lot of new products getting launched uh, so we would have um, better formulations of shampoo bars we would have better formulations of conditioner bars and we would have a lot of couple of other things for example uh, neem combs and earbuds without any plastic handles so we are trying to expand our range and our our inventory and we are also trying to expand people who are working with us and who will be working with us and also our store image or our brand image so that's we are looking forward to in uh, in 2021 wow that's so inspiring and so i'm yeah, so happy yeah. to know that uh, people are demanding such products that's the main yeah yeah <laughs> and moreover it would also be uh, our one of our targets would also be to reduce the cost of the product so for example if today we are selling something at rupees 150 i aim to bring that bring down that particular price for that particular product to around 70 rupees or 80 rupees so that more people can get access to vegan organic and toxic chemical free and plastic packaging free products because uh, like uh, this is a very uh, open fact that not majority of the population is into such products at the moment and only few people hardly 10% are actually being conscious enough to invest into such things and the main reason why people are not switching is because they feel it's too expensive for them so our idea would be our ideation would be to bring down the cost of these products without actually hampering the quality So this is also one of the goals for this year. <laughs> okay, that's so nice to know, Kiti. Thank you so much for coming over and sharing your journey and inspiring other people around. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Pasna. It's really lovely connecting with you, and also connecting with all the people uh, who would be listening to this podcast. Thank you. for tuning in if you like today's episode then don't forget to check out other episodes on comeback minimalist podcast and yes don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you have any suggestions or feedback you can reach out to me through my social media handles comeback minimalist or instagram and facebook or you can mail me over comebackminimalist@gmail.com bye bye